Welcome to the Soccer Life Goals Podcast with your host, Noah Niemeyer. The Soccer Interview Podcast with fresh content, bringing you exclusive interviews with soccer players and growing the soccer fan base around the world. Whether you call it football or soccer, be inspired and encouraged, both on and off the pitch. Hey guys, welcome back to the Soccer Life Goals Podcast. Today, I have a special guest, Coach Mo Lornyard. Welcome, Coach Mo. What's up, guys? Special thanks to Noah for inviting me on his uh, hit series. I'm glad to be here. Let's chat. Yeah, well, thank you for your time. It's going to be a great interview. So the first question that I love to ask to all my interviewees, who is your favorite professional team and players growing up? Well, I mean, that could go on for hours. But um, as you can, I don't know if you can see, but, you know, I'm, I'm in my United gear and, um, you know, that's uh, that's my team. And um, the story behind United was, um, you know, I'm originally from Trinidad and Tobago, which is in the in the southern Caribbean, way down there on the tip of Venezuela, just a little bit of geography. But um, when I was you know, just getting into to soccer, football, you know, where where I'm from. Uh, Dwight York, one of the biggest or is the biggest player from my country and in the Caribbean. And um, he just got signed to Manchester United. I started following them and I've been a Man United fan since then through the, a lot of goods and uh, some hurdles, but, you know, Dwight York was a part of that team that won the treble for Man United in 99. Him and Andy Cole were the two power forwards. So, yeah, so United uh, is my team. And from a player perspective, I just love football, man. So I got tons of favorite players. You know, it depends on whether I'm talking about scoring goals, whether I'm talking about dribbling, whether I'm talking about playmakers, whether I'm talking about defending, goalkeepers. I got a lot of them. You know, football is the beautiful game from the standpoint of there's so many different uh, personalities, characters. So it's it's the opinions are limitless. But um, but for me, if I had to pick one, I would pick Ronaldo because uh, for me, he kind of exemplifies not only the football piece but the mental piece, which I think. Is huge for a soccer player, and uh, I really like his mentality towards being a professional. So that's why I said him. Did the FA Cup final happen yet? It's next week. How do you so, feel yeah. about United's chances against City? Yeah, it's gonna take. It's gonna take a tough one, man. It's gonna take the game of their lives. I do feel how the game is set up now. There's a lot of tactics involved. So if they can. Um, present a really good game plan and everybody executes, you know, um, to perfection. I do feel that they can, they can compete. It's 11 v 11. So you always got a chance, you know, uh, each day is a different day. It's not over till it's over. So we'll see. I know Man City is a top squad. United got some good players and they have a really good coach. And uh, I know that they're going to be ready. So it's going to be a, a very uh, interesting game. Can't wait to see it.
You better be watching. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think the game's going to be depending on if Harry Maguire sells or not. Yeah, I don't even think he's going to play. I yeah. think he's out. But, you know, that's a that's a topic for a different day. Like you said, you grew up overseas in Trinidad and Tobago. So could you tell us about your youth soccer journey? It's been um it's been a very long one, exciting. Trinidad is a um a third world country. So it's a very, very small island. Um, just like, you know, a lot of the other islands. It's bigger, it's it's bigger than most. Um, it's probably one of the bigger Caribbean islands. It's a lot more populated um and developed. So from a opportunity perspective back then, it wasn't like now where there's, you know, tons of opportunity for, for young kids uh, in the game. Uh, even if you're from a Caribbean island, you know, it, it was difficult because uh, um, there's no organized, you know, football there. The biggest, I guess, organized play is through your school. So, you know, I did that through my school and um, and that's kind of where I realized, you know, that this is something that I wanted to do. Um, and I'm a very passionate person, uh, very motivated ever since I was a little kid. You know, once I get something into my head, um, that's it. You know, I, 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 I go after it. So I knew football was something that I wanted to do. So, you know, I spent a lot of time, effort, you know, hard work. Um, and I excelled, you know, originally in my school, you know, um, there's the U 19 tournament that they have there. The secondary schools football league is what they call it under 19, just like in club soccer, they have it here or high school, you know, the oldest age group is, is 19. But, um, for me, I made the team, um, when I was 14, I, was on the national team at that point, uh, the Trinidad on the 14 team. And I really, you know, um, was very, very motivated to see how far I could go. Um, so I did the national team thing and I progressed through the age groups uh, through 14. I went to under 16, under 18, and then uh, under 23. All through those times, my goal was, you know, to potentially, I always wanted to get a scholarship to come to the United States to explore the football options, but also to explore the academic options as well. Because at that time, I wanted to go back to Trinidad um, because I evolved um, into a role with the football federation. And uh, my goal was, you know, to get a degree in sports management and then come back and work for the Trinidad and Tobago football federation. So at, I was 20 years old at the time and uh, it wasn't looking good. You know, there was not a lot of opportunities for college. Um, but I know I, I had done really well in football and I was still on the national team and I had a really good job. So I almost really tried to just take that pathway and stay in Trinidad because they had just formed a semi-professional league 
And, you know, there was a couple teams that wanted me to play. So I was thinking about doing that. And then I got a call from my best friend. And he was actually on a scholarship in the United States already. And he said that, you know, the coach is looking for some players. He recommended me and he wanted to know if I was still, you know, interested. I was very excited, but I had a big decision to make, you know, whether I uh, continue along this pathway where I was, you know, relatively successful and, you know, already had a job and, you know, I was kind of already going down that street. I also had my dream of going to the United States to play and, uh, and get a university degree. As you can see, I ended up choosing the USA pathway. You know, I went to um, a junior college, Young Harris, um, in the mountains of North Georgia, which is, you know, another story in itself. Um, and then I transferred to University of Tampa um, in, uh, in 99 um, or 98, sorry. And then um, I played there and was lucky enough to be on the national championship team in 01. And um, the rest is history. Now I'm here. Kind of um, a long a long pathway, but, you know, like they say, you know, uh, if something is for you, you know, it will come your way at the right time. It was just a matter of timing, and, you know, it worked out the way it did. You played for the Trinidad national team for nine years. What was that process like? Um, it's not like it is here. Um, it's very sporadic meaning so you play so after the under 14 experience the team got disbanded then you got to go through the process again you got to go to tryouts and you they, they basically have to set up another whole pool for under 16 so the reason for that is that there's not the funding to have a consistent program you know over multiple years so it was always um very challenging because, as you know, the trial process is not, you know, the best. You know, it's uh, you have new coaches, you have to be in a trial environment. Um, it's and it's really, you know, about your performance in those, you know, opportunities. So it was nerve wracking, but you know, I think once I got to the under eighteen age group, you know, you have uh, a certain group of guys that you've been around, you know, for uh, quite a few years. And then the coaches know that your name kind of gets out there. So, you know, you, you, you not an automatic, but, you know, the, you kind of know that you're going to be within, you know, that pool. And then it's up to you to perform. Um, but, you know, it was a very good experience um, because, you know, I got to travel around uh, the Caribbean, uh, Central America to play in, you know, qualifying games. We played against the United States. Um, and, and that in itself, the experience was very helpful in understanding that there's a whole nother world out there from a football standpoint, you know, and if you, you know, want to try to make it, you know, you got to keep pushing. And, and that was my, um, takeaway from it. And it helped me not only on the field, but off the field, because that's kind of how, you know, I live my life. You know, basically day by day, trying to be better than yesterday. Yeah. Who was one of the toughest opponents you ever faced? Definitely Mexico, I would say, for sure. Um, and then the United States is probably on par with them. Um, at Around those times, 
you uh mexico and usa just like now they have their their rivalry going on but mexico is very dominant in uh concacaf um i think the united states has bridged the gap um since then to now but um those are two of the countries that were for sure the 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 toughest opponents uh, i would say any any of the other uh, Central American teams were tough as well. You know, Trinidad always has its rivalry with Jamaica in the Caribbean. Um, but, you know, Mexico and USA have always been kind of on a different level, which kind of still still is the same. You know, if you're looking at World Cup qualifying now, you know, the two teams to beat are, you know, America and uh, and Mexico. So similar to then, but um, but a lot more. Um, I would say developed is the game from that from that time to now. Are there any players that were on those squads you played against made it far in pros? Well, the teams, the team that I played with, a lot of the guys that I played with um, on the national team, and when I ended up choosing the pathway to go to the United States, I I stopped playing with the national team, um, and you know a lot of those guys continued. And Trinidad qualified for the the World Cup in 2006 um, in Germany. And all those guys are, you know, my really good friends, you know. Um, so, you know, um, I look back and say, you know, uh, if I continued or if I stayed, would I have made the World Cup team? But I try not to, you know, think about that too much. Um, but you know, I'm happy for those guys, you know, guys like, uh, like I mentioned, Dwight York, for instance, he was a guy, you know, that's on that team, Stern John, who ended up coming to America. He played in the MLS. He's, uh, he's still, uh, one of the all time leading goal scorers in the MLS. Um, uh, Marvin Andrews, who was our center back, you know, he ended up going on to play for, um, uh, Rangers in Scotland. You know, uh, one of the top, you know, teams in 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 Europe, um, Evans Wise, uh, who's you know one of my really good friends. Um, he ended up going to Germany. He played. He had a nine-year pro career in Germany. He lives in uh he lives actually in the United States now. Um, so you know, there's there's those guys. But when when I played, um, I don't, I don't, I, I never really looked into that i should look into you know back then because that was more of the youth the youth the youth uh career uh of of a lot of those guys i'm not sure which one of those guys you know ended up going on and and uh and making it you know at the highest levels so that's something i'm going to do some research on because uh back in you know when i remember playing United States in Trinidad. I gotta go. I got a couple pictures of that. I'll send it to you. It's a. It's it's a. It's a cool picture. Um, back when the, uh, we we had to beat the USA to have a chance. Uh, we ended up losing two to zero. But I gotta see who was on that team to kind of see um if any of those guys went on. But you know, I I meant the guys that I mentioned were the guys that I played with from the Trinidad team that went on to make it, you know, at the, at the highest levels. Kind of transitioning over to your coaching part of your career. So now you're yeah. a coach at University of Tampa and Tampa Bay United. So could you tell us about your coaching journey? After I graduated the University of Tampa, 
in 02, I wanted to keep playing for sure. You know, I, I had a, a journey or a pathway to try to do that. And again, it wasn't like now where the options are a lot more, you know, um, there's a lot more of those opportunities at, at this time from back in 02. So, you know, um, the USL2, which back then was the PDL, um, they called it the PDL. You know, I played in that. Uh, moving on to, you know, um, it was similar to what the USL1 is right now. So I went, went to Reading Rage and then um, to the Hampton Roads. Um, and then uh, there was administratively, there were some issues, you know, with the payments and stuff like that. And I wasn't too sure if this was going to be the option for me, you know, um, trying to to play in the United States, thinking about, you know, if the next paycheck is going to come. Before I left, I had started doing individual training, uh, which is where Soccer Motown came about. And, um, you know, I, I was I was told that I was good at it and I really liked it. So I did dabble into the into the coaching before I left Tampa to pursue, you know, a, a playing career. Um, but I also all wanted to explore the opportunity of staying in the United States. Um, so in order to do that, I, I had to either get a work permit um, or a green card. Had a conversation with my coach uh, of then uh, at Tampa, which his name's Keith Falk. And he was, you know, kind of my father figure here. He helped me out tremendously. Um, and he was in a lot of those big circles with the national team, you know, in, in uh, coaching education. And he kind of led me on a pathway uh, to start doing my, my coaching license. Um, and he offered me an opportunity since the playing was so um, inconsistent from a standpoint of being able to facilitate my financial obligations. Uh, he, he offered me to come back here uh, in Tampa as a um, volunteer assistant and then I also was able to uh, get a job at a youth club, uh, which back then the youth club was called Tampa Knights. So I did choose to come back um, and start my coaching career. And I and I and, and again because of my mindset, I was very motivated. Now switching from playing to coaching to get my coaching uh, education licenses, uh, get more experience. Um, so, you know, I quickly went up into the ranks from a coaching education standpoint, and I was doing my individual training. I was coaching at the Tampa Knights, um, and um, all in that time, you know, getting mentored by Coach Keith here at the University of Tampa. You know, fast forward, <laughs> how many ever years that is, um, all those math guys from uh, over 20-plus years, um, I'm now a junior boys and girls director at Tampa Bay United, which has been a merger of the Tampa Knights. Then uh, the Tampa Knights evolved into RSL Florida. 
and the next biggest club in 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 Tampa at that time, which was Hillsborough United, which was HC United. Uh, those two clubs merged and formed Tampa Bay United. So I was a part of that from the beginning. Um, so I'm still here coaching at Tampa Bay United, and I'm also um, the associate head coach here at the University of Tampa with Adrian Bush. And, um, you know, I love every minute of it for what it presents from a coaching perspective, experience-wise, working with uh, kids from, you know, five years old all the way up to the college level. Um, so for me, it's very exciting. Um, it, it keeps me uh, busy, keeps me motivated to keep learning and growing as a, as a coach, as an individual. Um, and, you know, I say to a lot of people that I talk to, I'm very blessed because um, I've never worked a day in my life because every day I wake up, I do what I love. And um, not many people can get to say that. And for me, um, it's a blessing uh, for sure, 100% to work in the thing that, you know, I uh, cherish the most in this world, which is being uh, able to uh, provide for myself in a through the game that I love and through a game that gave me pretty much everything that I have you know today that's that's a really great journey and then well another question that I love to ask to my interviewees what's a funny yeah. fact about yourself most people don't know about you that's a good one man that's a really good one well I like to um consider myself a jokester you know uh, at times Funny fact about myself. I don't know. I have a lot of interesting things about me. I don't know if uh, it's funny or not. It got me really thinking. I'm going to have to think about that one because um, I do a lot of different things, but I don't know if they're they're funny or not. You know, um, I kind of consider myself not a smack talker, but a guy that, you know, likes to, uh, you know, uh, stir up. A conversation, you know, more most of the times on the funny side of things. Uh, back in the Caribbean, you you have to be able to defend yourself, I guess, from a vocabulary standpoint. You know, um, so I I tend to be very um, opinionated, but I try to spin it in a funny way. You know, um, not arguing but you know if somebody says something you know that could be perceived funny then you know i tend to come back with something that could be funny as well so yeah but you know there's a lot more other interesting stuff that you know that i do like i love to uh growing up i love to to draw um i was i was considering at one time to be a cartoonist but you know that that didn't go the way that I wanted it to go. Um, I love movies. You know, um, I go to the movies all the time with my son. Uh, we have summer is our, uh, our most favorite time because all the, all the big movies come out in the summer. So, you know, I love to go to movies. That's, that's kind of, kind of a little bit in there. I love riding bikes. I love to ride my bike, you know, on the, on the weekends. But um, but yeah, if I think about something though, I'll let you know. 
It's hard to imagine you as a cartoonist. I mean, that, that'd be something I'd like to see. That would be funny, right? Yeah, so what are <laughs> what, you... What about you? What's something funny about yourself that nobody knows? Um, I used to hate soccer. Oh, really? Well, yeah, you you guys, after I started my podcast, you guys started calling me podcast man. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's something that you call me all the time. Yeah, so some of the other teammates, Landon, he calls me that too. Yeah, podcast man. Do you like that name or no? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll take it. <laughs> You'll take also- it? You'll take it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, another one is... So my fantasy football um, team name is Podcast Man. So that's another thing. Um, I I like doing fantasy things like fantasy Premier League, fantasy MLS, yep. fantasy football. Yep. yep. I'm big into that. That's cool. Yeah. Have you ever won? Um, I got no. I, I either got no. I got third place in the league with some of my teammates. Um, this year, well, last year. So. Well, I'm sure that uh, that doing these podcasts and research. Is definitely helping you in in the in the football uh, fantasy league. So hopefully next year you got them. Yeah. Who's your team? Who's your team for football? For yeah, for soccer, yeah. Oh, for soccer, um, Liverpool. Uh, that's why. That's why. That's why you're not winning. Liverpool's <laughs> your team. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this year's not our year. Next next I year, hear you, we're man. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully we get, get some good signings in the summer, like Joshua Kimmich. I think we signed Alexis McAllister. Yeah. Some good signings. Well, hopefully, yeah. man. Hopefully, you know, you do good, but not as good as Man United. I mean, I think that they'll do okay in the Champions League next year. We'll see. That's that's the that's the uh, the stage where it's all at. That's yeah. coming up, too. That should be interesting final. So I have just a couple more questions left. Yeah, so you were captain for nine years. What are the characteristics of a good captain? Yeah, so that's a good one, man. I mean, I think um, for me, I don't know. Growing up, leadership, I think, is you can become a a, a, a better leader. But I think it's a, a, a instinct that you kind of just have inside of you. And I was always a person that wanted to get my uh, mindset over to other people, uh, getting them to believe what I believe. Um, and that's, in a summary, the definition of what I think a leader is. Just growing up, my, um, my mindset, you know, is always to be successful in whatever I was doing and I knew that in order to do that, I couldn't do it by myself, you know? So I needed, you know, whoever uh, was around me in, you know, whatever moments it was um, that I needed their help. That's kind of what stemmed my, you know, leadership mindset, you know, the qualities I believe for that. You need to be able to communicate with people um, where they don't feel like you're bossing them around or yelling at them. Uh, they have to feel like they're a part of it. They have to feel like uh, your goals are their goals and they're going to be successful in the same light that you're going to be successful. And I think that it takes a special character 
um, of an individual to be able to get other people to think that way. And um, I was blessed with the ability to interact and get along with different types of people, uh, different characters. Um, I'm, I'm a lot of the times a peacemaker. I'm a lot of the times a guy that can present a different perspective for somebody to see it, you know, in a different way that maybe they might not have thought about um, that could help them to change their mind. Um, but I feel that just leading by example is a big, big, big piece of it because if you're going to try to demonstrate or ask other people to do things that they might not want to do, you got to be willing to do it, you know? And um, I think just by my work ethic alone, people see that I'm willing to do the work. And, um, you know, if I go to them and, you know, present a certain situation, they'll be more open to uh, saying, yeah, I'll help out or I'll do this because you're already doing it. So I think those are very important uh, characteristics to have um, if you want to be a leader. But I think that leadership um, is something that you can't think about because it's doesn't come it 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 doesn't come across as being genuine. It has to be something that's internally embedded into a, a person because they naturally are a leader. Um, and like I said, you can become better at it um, through your experiences and through, you know, just learning. But leadership, in my opinion, is something that you're gifted. Um, and um, and that's, that's what I believe, you know. But all in all, I think that um, in order to be successful in anything, you need somebody to bring everybody together. And, um, and that's kind of where leaders, leaders come in. So, you know, um, so yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, that's, that's really good advice. And what are the first traits that coaches look for in a player, whether it's a youth player or college player? So that's a good question. Um, every coach is different. Um, the philosophy of, of that's again, one of the reasons the game is the beautiful game, but every characteristic that a coach would look for might not necessarily be the same um, for me uh, because of the way I am, um, the way that I coach any of the teams that I'm around. Um, for me, discipline and hard work are two of the biggest traits that I look for um, because I believe not only in football, but in in your life for you to be successful those are the two most critical components when you're starting to talk about success if you're not disciplined and you're not a person that likes to put in extra work um working diligently within whatever you know task that you're doing you're never going to make it in whatever. It doesn't matter what it is. Um, so, so yeah, so those are the two 
biggest things for me. Um, in addition to that, you know, like, obviously you have to be, you know, talented. You have to have some type of, of, of talent in whatever you're looking at, looking at, whether it be, you know, uh, a sport, whether it be, you know, um, something outside of that, a trade or something. Um, but, uh, talent is definitely, you know, a component that, that you have to look for, because if you're going to ask somebody to excel in something, they got to be good at it, you know? So, um, so I would, I would add in talent in there. And, um, and then the last thing that I would add in is just, uh, passion. Um, because for me, passion means love for something. Um, and when you love something, you're going to be committed to it. And then if you're committed at something, uh, you're going to get good at it. It doesn't matter what it is. Um, so I would say those four things for me are the four biggest things that I, I would look for. Yeah, that's really good. And like you tell us before every practice and game to have serious fun. And I got that. I didn't, I didn't make that, make that. I got that from my coach, Keith Falk. And that's what he always used to tell us seriously. Serious fun. So again, the game is fun in itself, but the game at the highest level, in order to be successful, you got to have a certain amount of intensity, commitment, you know, uh, passion. And that's where the serious mindset comes in. So, yeah. So keep living your life like that, having serious fun, and you're going to be successful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, my last question I have for you What advice would you give your 12 year old self as a soccer player? It's a good one, man. My 12-year-old self, my son's 12 years old, and um, and I tell him all the time, just kind of what I just told you, you know, um, in, in regards to the, the, the philosophy components, uh, discipline and hard work is, for me, the foundation for any individual uh, to keep thriving, because, you know, I saw something um, on social media with Mike Tyson, you know, and and uh, and uh, he said, you know, discipline for him is doing uh, something uh, that you love to do when you really don't want to do it. You know, when you, those times when you're tired, you know, those times when, you know, you might not be in the mood, uh, but you know that you have to. That's the mindset that you need to create in order to be great in something. And um, if you have that discipline, it's going to just trickle down into everything else that you do. Your hard work is going to now start showing. And because of your hard work, your uh, individual abilities are going to improve. And then once you start getting uh, your individual ability, you start seeing that, that's going to increase your confidence. So now your passion is going to start driving up. You're going to start loving it more because you, you're good at it. And then, you know, through your passion is where, you know, everything kind of rockets off and takes you into a realm that not very many people can get to because they can't get past the first thing which is discipline. So I was lucky enough to learn that 
at a young age and um, it's helped me tremendously in my life to achieve, you know, everything that I've achieved. And um, I'm blessed for that. Um, and, and like you said, if I was to pass on any information or any advice to any young kids out there, um, when your parents are talking to you about, you know, the chores or cleaning your room or, you know, anything that, you know, they're, they're telling you to do, they're not telling you because they don't want to do it. They're trying to instill into you a certain mindset of discipline. And they know that once you have that discipline mindset, anything that you want to do in your life is going to be successful because you're a disciplined individual. So, so that, that's what I would say. Yeah. Thank you. That that's really good advice. So thank you again for joining me on the soccer life Plus podcast. Of course, of course. I want to say uh, thanks to you um, for inviting me. Um, I, I, I am humbled by um, the interview. I think that, you know, you're doing an excellent job um, to be in the mindset that you are right now because not very many young uh, people think the way you think. And again, um, it just shows that anything is possible once you're motivated, you're disciplined, and you're uh, a hardworking individual. So congrats on, on all the, um, the initial success, but you know, keep pushing, keep uh, motivating yourself to do more uh, and keep growing because the sky's the limit, man. You know, um, and uh, one day I'll say, yeah, Noah, I used to coach him. He was a great kid. And look at him now. So thanks again, man. And I appreciate the opportunity. And uh, enjoy your summer. Have fun. All right. Thank you, too. Yeah. Thank you for your time. Remember, go through life with goals. Thanks, Coach Mo. Of course. Blessings. Thank you for listening to the Soccer Life Goals podcast. We appreciate your support. Please do us a favor by subscribing, leaving a review, and sharing with your friends. Let's grow soccer around the world and go through life with goals. Let's go!